Welcome back to Cocktails and Classics. I'm Dylan. Joining me as always are Ben, Zach, and Cam. And this week we're doing the 1986 bro movie, Top Gun. I had never seen this film. I assume everyone else has. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I haven't. Oh, Cam, you hadn't seen this? No, I've never seen it. Too many Goop Squad. That actually surprises me because I feel like, like everyone in our friend group, or at least... Everyone being Ben and Carlos love Top Gun and talk about it all the time. So I just assumed everyone else had seen it. No, haven't seen it. Well, you know what happens when you assume, Dylan? You make an ass out of you and me. Uh, he got you. Well. Game over. <laughs> boomed him. Shut it off. <laughs> Episode over, I guess. To kick things off and get everybody in the right mood, uh, we're going to go to this week's cocktail, the Aviator Fuel. I tried to look up, because I thought Hemlock was a cocktail, because there's the scene where... Um, Maverick is trying to leave, and the girl goes to him. They're at the bar, and they're like, mm-hmm. what do you have? And she's like, oh, I'll have what he's having. Hemlock, I presume, or something like that. I thought that was a cocktail, and I looked it up, and it's like a reference to Socrates, who killed himself by drinking Hemlock. He poisoned himself. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so there is no Hemlock cocktail. <laughs> don't drink <laughs> it. That'd be pretty badass, there, though. There is, but you don't. You only drink it once. Would not it's basically it. a gin and tonic, but also has cyanide. Um, but so our next best cocktail option was the Aviator Fuel, um, which is two ounces of vodka, two ounces of lemonade, two ounces of lemon lime soda, and a lemon wedge. It's uh, it's gonna be an easy sipper, I assume. It's probably tasty. Mine is not. No, mine tastes pretty much. Wow. It's it's very yeah. vodka heavy. It somehow I think I, it somehow doesn't give yeah. a lot of other flavor. It just tastes like vodka. I agree. I think because it's equal parts, and I yeah. think that you need. I think it really should be like maybe three ounces of each lemonade and uh, Sprite or Seven Up, and then two ounces of vodka, or even four of the other two. Honestly, yeah, it's. I think it's, it needs a lot more of the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I made it and I took a sip. And I'm like, oh fuck, did I make this wrong? And then I double check no. the ingredients. And I'm like, no, it's just supposed to taste like pure. It tastes like, like vodka, like fuel. Yeah, it, yeah. It tastes. Like, well, it tastes fuel. like jet fuel. It's also very flat because you only added two ounces of sparkling liquid and you know four ounces of other stuff. So it kind of tastes like flat pop vodka a little bit. So I feel like it needs a lot more of the fizzy stuff and maybe a little more lemonade. Interesting. I you know I. Kind of thought when I read the recipe, I was like, "Oh man, like the vodka's gonna mm-hmm. get hidden between the like the no. soda and lemonade." And, uh, and or you know, it sounds... no, I read it and I'm it... like, "Man, this will be a nice like easy little sipping." No, it's yeah. basically sipping. No. It tastes like you're sipping vodka. I wish, yeah. Or uh, if you made this, I mean, again, it's a lot. It's not really cocktail, maybe because it's just two ingredients. But if you put basically, if you have a sparkling lemonade like Izzy drink or something like that with vodka, I feel like that'd also be pretty equivalent to this, which would be good. But again, I think hmm. I think you need a lot more. If you make this at home, you should add more of the other ingredients. Or maybe try like a flavored vodka might be better too. Yeah, I Bring almost, a little bit. I still have I, some of the red, white, and blue vodka. I almost <laughs> put that in because I thought that would be good. But. I have some Deep Eddie's lemon and I was like, man, I can make mm-hmm. this really mm-hmm. lemony. And just go with the deep eddy, and then I didn't. And I kind of regret it. And then the the regrets. Yeah, in. yeah. No regrets. 
check the show notes below. Make yourself an aviator fuel. Maybe lengthen it a little bit more and hit up those drizzling casker links below to get yourself some vodka delivered directly to your door. Um, we get a little kickback from that. You can check out Top Gun as a recording on Netflix. It is leaving soon. By the time uh, this episode comes out, right? Oh, yeah, probably. It comes out this Friday, month, right? Right? Yeah. The ep- not this Friday, next Friday. This episode? Or this Friday? This episode no, releases the on Top Gun. Oh, I'm talking about the movie leaving Netflix. Oh, yeah. yeah. It leaves on the 31st, which I think is Tuesday. Oh, well... Uh, maybe check, maybe check out the episode tonight if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe check out the new Top Gun movie. I've heard the reviews are fairly positive. Yeah. Top Gun is a 1986 action drama. Netflix listed uh, as a romance movie. I was going to say under their, <laughs> it's under their romance yeah, category. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. It's uh, directed by Tony Scott, written by Jim Cash, Jack Epps, and based off the magazine article Top Guns by Ehud Yonne stars Tom Cruise Tim Robbins Kelly McGillis Val Kilmer I'm going off the IMDb cat I'm like hold on a second I know IMDb lists IMDb lists uh Tim Robbins on there and he's in the movie for all of like 5 minutes It should really be like Tom Cruise Kelly McGillis Anthony Edwards Is it Anthony Edwards I always get confused yeah. when I go to say that because I think of the like the rookie basketball player. Best and I'm like, player. No, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm saying the wrong name. Hold on, I got to check this. Yeah, uh, Anthony Edwards, Val Kilmer, maybe Tom Tom, Tom Scarrett. fucking Scarrett. because he's pretty big in there. The Wolfman, Barry Tibb, and, and Michael Ironside as Jester. He's done a lot of stuff. It currently sits at a six point nine out of ten on on IMDb. It won one Oscar. Best music original song, Take My Breath Away. Wow. I, I asked Berlin. if that was yeah. if made for this, but I did not know. Did you watch the video I sent in the chat? No, not yet. Um, <laughs> I recognized the song instantly because it is. there's an episode of Always Sunny that has the dentist system in which how he uh, gets women um, by abusing them. And in, in the sex scene when he's explaining it, they play this song and it's also got like a blue background to it, very much like this movie. It was nominated for Best Sound, Best Film Editing, and Best Effects, Sound Effects Editing, uh, at the Oscars for in 1987 as well. I knew, like, I kind of knew what the movie was about. Like, I knew they were, like, fighter pilots. Uh, mm-hmm. I knew the volleyball scene, and I knew, like, the oh, Kenny yeah. Loggins. Everybody knows the volleyball scene. Uh I had no idea what this movie was about, like, actually going in. Cause, Me neither. Because, like, I was like, they're fighter pilots. Like, it's, you know, whatever. I was like, how does that play into the actual plot of the movie? And then once it was like, Top Gun is a program where the best and most elite fighter pilots go to learn. I was like, okay, now I kind of understand where we're headed here. Yeah, I didn't realize that the movie revolved around weapons school for them. I was like, that's, hmm, okay. I thought yeah, it, it's, it's, Honestly, I thought it would be more intense, if I'm being honest. I thought it'd be more like, oh, they're fighting bad guys, but instead it's like no, 75% no. No, I mean, it's literally about the Top Gun school. That's Yeah. They well, now I know that. With fighting bad guys, but yeah, right? they fight Not bad guys. Bad guys over the. Hey, they don't the fight ocean. the bad guy in the first one. 
No, they just, they just communicate. Yeah, they just communicate. They just <laughs> keep. Also, up. yeah. Never mind. We'll get Which, to that later. Like that scene <laughs> where he's like, "Oh yeah, no, that's not how the the Mig can do it." They took about like four, um, four like G forces or whatever. Like, how do you know that? Well, we were next to one. Yeah. Yeah, it was inverted. We were about one meter away or something. How far away were you? Inverted about two meters. How how we were inverted. <laughs> I have a nice Polaroid. Yeah, he took it. Yeah. I love Goose constantly trying to climb in and chime in there. It's like, oh actually it was more like one and a half meters. We got a really nice Polaroid. I felt so bad he had to go. Also during a training exercise. Wow. Shit, man. And the irony that it's all Iceman's fault. Iceman doesn't make mistakes. Also, Iceman kind of is responsible for Goose dying. <laughs> yeah. He's hesitating to take that shot, right? And he's like, no, nah, well, I can't do it and pulled no, away. Maverick, Maverick basically tells him to move out of the way because he has the shot. Yeah. Which I, I kind of thought Goose was going to make it, maybe. I don't know. Because like when he shoots up, I he does hit the thing, and I'm like, oh, he's just bloody, and and he got over there quick enough to save him. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, no. they literally are like, you gotta let him go. Yeah, but they're just saving. <laughs> Multiple him. people say that to him before and after you know he's dead for real. Well, I was gonna say bef- before they're like, you know, rescuing him. I was like, oh, maybe he's gonna make it because he's. Yeah, but I think that's kind of supposed to be like symbolic of like he's gone, you know. Also, that water was time. utterly filthy. Well, did, uh, did you guys notice how green the water was? Well, it was also no, no, no. dyed. They, the, yeah, it's like when they flare. landed, they pulled like a dye pack so that the divers can find them. Is that real? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how they. Right. It's easier to see from this. I know Mister New Eyes thinks he can see everything, <laughs> but when you're in a fucking helicopter looking for one tiny <laughs> person, freshly yeah. shaved, <laughs> get that slander out of your mouth. When uh, when you're looking, you can't for even see colors. So what, someone like, bob, yeah. <laughs> seeing someone Google bobbing. Wait, they they, they released person. a dye pack. <laughs> what are dye packs? <laughs> that water just looked what dirty. Do those do? <laughs> the the water looked more gray. Some nice green, dirty water. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, not knowing what to expect, I was, I was kind of pleasantly surprised. I don't know. It's a it's a fun movie. Um, I was pretty whelmed. Yeah, like I I wasn't blown away. I thought the the action scenes that start in the beginning were were pretty intense. Um you know, they really got you in it and it's like super I mean, this is directed by Tony Scott and it's such a a Tony Scott movie, it feels like having seen some of his other what ones. What else has he done? Um like Man on Fire with Denzel Washington, uh Unstoppable, True Romance, Deja Vu. Enemy of the State, Taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3, uh, Beverly Hills Cops 2. Oh, uh, just two? Yeah, Days of Thunders, okay. The Last Billy Scout. Basically super stylized like action thrillers, a lot of like quick cutting. Um, yeah. And this movie kind of feels like that, especially the scenes like the the high paced action scenes is like you see like one shot of the jet fly and then you see it in the cockpit and you see the jet flying it's like so quick action i want to know did they have like actual pilots like dog fighting you know or was that all like practical effects 
So there are some scenes where you can clearly see cameras mounted on the front of planes. Like there's a black okay. arm that comes out past the cockpit and kind of looks back. I was oh, going to okay. ask if you guys noticed that. There's like three or no. four scenes I can think of where a, a plane takes a turn and they're not even really trying to hide it. I wonder how yeah. they managed to do that. Like I would imagine those arms would struggle to hold a camera at some of those forces. Maybe they're not no, flying the as. Maybe they're not flying as fast. <laughs> yeah, I'm maybe. guessing they're not going like full. You probably can't to try and do that much like choreography at full speed. I they they probably wouldn't let you do that just because of the risk of it. Because the other thing I'm thinking about is some of the scenes where they were flying, like side by side. Is is the camera in another plane or like a helicopter, like flying with them? Because they can't be going that fast for, like, a helicopter, for instance. What I'm wondering is how much of it is, like... Because, like, that could theoretically be done with a practical effect, I would think. Like a like a small, like, model die-cast like or something. Like miniatures? Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering how much of it is uh, that, or how much of it is, like, actual pilots flying planes around. I don't know, because isn't... Tom Cruise flies some. I mean, it looked legit, movies, like the right? especially like the landings and takeoffs and stuff. It all looked legit, you know. Yes, Tom Cruise uh, does his own stunts. He is all about a doing he is his a own fighter pilot and and b uh, aliens that uh, suck things into <laughs> volcanoes. Yes, he does love both of those things. Yeah, I mean, I I was actually I was pretty impressed that of the. Um, I don't know what you'd call it, I guess. Maybe the effects or something like that. Where, I mean, the because, like, the dogfighting scenes and everything, like, it looked good, honestly. Like, it was believable that they were actually the ones in the planes, like, flying around. So, according to this, um, uh, some of, in order to shoot the breathtaking jet fighter scenes, Tony Scott and the crew stationed the cameras directly on the planes using an A6 intruder with four camera positions on mounts developed by... Grumman aircraft. So, I mean, okay. they use like a legit. Yeah. North Grumman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, furthermore, cameras were stationed, were also mounted in the cockpit, directed towards the shoulder of the pilot and the navigator, while others were stationed under both wings and under the belly of the plane. So, I think a lot of that stuff was that real. Was and then the cockpit stuff was all like. Probably done in post. The, the cockpit shots were, they were done on studio sets. Um, yeah. And then they said some of the, like, the planes blowing up or spinning out were were scale models. That's cool. It's probably hard to, like, spin out a plane on purpose, right? I mean, it's probably <laughs> also super fucking dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty stable. <laughs> yeah. And expensive, hey. yeah. I mean, each of those jets is millions of dollars. Yeah, like Even 40 million then. or something for one. Yeah. It's funny because then because like I didn't realize this movie actually revolves around the Navy, yeah. You know, rather than like the Air Force. It's interesting. Yep. I feel like that's the thing people don't realize is like the Air Force has the largest aircraft like fleet on the world. The second largest is the Navy, and then I think the third is some like China or something, someone else, maybe Russia. Not anymore. Well, but I don't know if they've—I don't know if they've lost that much to be knocked down a peg. Interesting. Oh, did you, did okay. you see this, uh, Ben? Uh, the uh, while real pilots were shot fil- flying 
During the regular routines, NASA astronaut Scott Altman piloted the F-14 aircraft for many of the film's stunt sequences, having been stationed at NAS, uh, I guess, Naval Air Station or something. Miramar, yeah. at that point yeah. in time, uh, he's a part of the film's iconic open sequence, and as well as several scenes that feature an aircraft buzzing the tower throughout the film. I did see that. I just I wasn't sure if anyone else was going to be interested, <laughs> so... I, I didn't mention that part of the article. <laughs> or if Zach but. had that as a trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> Cross it off the list. I oh, That's fine. No, no trivia, boys. No Boo. trivia? No We're trivia? Okay, facts. good. We have cat we can get into this fucking weeds, boys. So, I don't know if you guys know this, but one of my favorite facts about this movie, it's on the DVD uh, special features. There's a breakdown about the music for this movie. Kenny Loggins talks about how he landed, like, doing a lot of the soundtrack for this. Um, he said he was in a screening with a bunch of other musicians. They watched the movie, and all throughout, like, the dogfighting scenes and all this other stuff, like, people are sitting there, like, writing stuff down and writing stuff down. He watched the volleyball scene, wrote, playing with the boys. Playing with the boys! And that's what got, <laughs> that's what got him in the movie. And the person who actually wrote Danger Zone was like a mechanic. So, and then Kenny Loggins like recorded, I think wrote like the, maybe took like the general theme of it and actually like fully wrote the song. But yeah, it's kind of interesting that Kenny, the reason Kenny Loggins Danger Zone exists is because he wrote the song for the homoerotic volleyball scene. <laughs> I want to know whose idea it was to put that in the movie. And it's so like weird. Cause it's like it. It's so out of place. It's so, it has nothing to do with anything, and they just decided. He gets the date with the the like instructor. Is the guy's like crash and burn Maverick, and he's like, "You stink." Volleyball scene. We get that for about a minute and a half to two <laughs> minutes, and then it's like, "Let's play another." Uh, I got, I got a, things to do, man. And then he goes to the date. What? I love how yeah. they then as Maverick's leaving. You hear someone go, oh, come on, Mother Goose, you pussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just poor Goose, just like, he's like, come on, man, play another one. It does seem very out of place, uh, like they did not need to do that at all. Like, I don't understand But I would say why. it's the most famous scene from the movie, not gonna lie. It's by far the most famous scene from the movie, at least the most parodied. Like, it's made fun of oh, so much. I made one at work, and I've never even seen the movie, but I know that scene. <laughs> yeah. Um... I will say, uh, I watched this at work today. Very interesting movie to have on uh, as people can just walk by and <laughs> see your screen. Because uh, some people, the reactions went from, are you watching Top Gun right now? To, uh, Dylan, what are you watching? There's just a bunch of shirtless men in towels right now. <laughs> 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 I was like, uh, no, it's it's Yeah, Top this Gun. for being it's like, Gun, I swear. for something that's known as like the quintessential guy movie, it's pretty homoerotic. I don't think that's cool. It's all about bros, man. It's just it's just bro. Yeah, it's just broing out with your boys. You know. It's just hanging out with the bros. Playing you know, with skins the and boys. more skins. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Goose. He decides to wear a shirt. Everybody else is skins for some reason. <laughs> Poor Anthony Edwards. Yeah, he doesn't get to be in the sequel forty years later. Uh his so, son's in the sequel though. You guys know this. Um, 
because I, I texted you when I was there. But earlier this year for a show, I was in San Diego. Uh, my boss and I were like, oh, where should we go eat? So I looked up, you know, what places were around. And there was this little Kansas City barbecue. So I'm like, all right, well, let's check this out. We walk in. And what's there but the bar from Top Gun? It looks exactly the same as it did in 1986. Um, the piano's there. You can kind of see over the jukebox, there's that Kansas City poster. That's up there. There's a bunch of, like, hats. Um, apparently, like, it's a popular place for people to go, especially, like, pilots. Like, it's a huge place that Navy people go, probably because of the movie. But it was pretty cool. Um, the food was pretty good, which I didn't even realize until rewatching it this time around, that when you first see them at the bar, uh, so Goose is at the piano with his son, and then... Maverick, Goose's wife, Charlie, they're at the table and they're eating barbecue and it never dawned on me that that's what was going on. Hmm. But it's a cool place. It's in San Diego. Um, recommend it. Never been. Check it out. <laughs> just just got to get to San Diego. Stumbled, stumbled upon it. Stumbled upon it. Immediately was texting pictures to people like, oh my God, look what I found. Did you sit down at the piano and play Great Balls of Fire? <sighs> I don't know how to play piano, so no. But God, I wish I would have. Would have been cool, though. I bet they definitely wouldn't have thrown you out. I bet they love that. I bet you they completely love yeah, everyone that does that. that shit. Um, Free advertising, you know? The movie came out 40 years ago. Another fun thing, and it's like the top of the IMDb trivia thing, but it is a true fact. Um, so obviously the Top Gun School is real. If you are at the Top Gun School and you quote this movie you have to put $5 in a jar. <laughs> um, I'm not a, surprised, I guess. That's a thing you have to do. Uh, um, and then there was, I remember reading something about Jerry Bruckheimer, who produced the, the movie, trying to get Tom Cruise, and him being like, no, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. And finally, now this says they finally convinced Tom Cruise to go up, but I could have sworn I've read somewhere where Tom Cruise was like, I didn't tell Jerry, but I went out and actually like went up in a plane just to kind of get over it. And then I reached back out to him to do the movie. He's like, I didn't want Jerry to know, but I went out on my own to try and like get used to doing this to see if it was something I could do for a shoot. I'm just looking at these letterbox reviews and all of them are like, not just sort of gay, but actually one of the gayest movies I think I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) May I offer my scientific assessment? Not gay enough. <laughs> uh I think this movie is one of the main movies that I realize like when you watch it and you realize how far off center Tom Cruise's teeth oh, are. Oh dude, they yeah. were so bad. Middle at tooth is big. Yeah. He's got the and, middle tooth going. And he has a unibrow throughout yes. like most he of this movie. In this movie. He does until, have a like, mo- unibrow in Until this I want to yeah. say like halfway to three quarters through and then it's like gone. But you're just like, what? You had a unibrow like this entire time. He, he must have also had uh some braces at some point in his life because his uh his teeth are kind of fucked up early on like like more oh, so than just yeah, the middle tooth sure. like the the middle tooth is like bigger than all the other yeah. teeth uh, like it looks like uh timmy turner yeah. from fairly odd parents almost <laughs> oh god oh i fi- i found it kind of odd uh just how i mean i guess it's like you know whatever I saved your life thing, but it's just kind of odd to me how quickly like 
Iceman be- is like broing down with uh, Maverick at the end. Yeah. Like he's like, you can be my wingman anytime. No, you can be mine. After they like hated each other the whole movie. There was a point like, where it was def. No, there was a point where it was more like respectful. Like after Goose died, he was like, I'm when sorry, Iceman Goose died. Goose, yeah. uh, and then <laughs> at the ceremony where Iceman wins, he's like, hey, congrats, man. You know, and they like handshake or whatever. In like a spiteful way. But no, I don't like, think it's. I didn't read yeah, that but as what's spiteful. The weird, but what's weird is like literally not long after that, he goes up to the commander and is like, do you really think Maverick Well, because be Maverick, dead? like Goose had just died with Maverick. I think they were, cons- and Maverick had also just quit. I think they were just, oh, I think they were more no, like. I'm, I'm, I'm aware, but it, it does make it weird that like immediately after they land, they're like, well, it's all good. Him. He proved him wrong. I'm just saying, like, I think Iceman had some valid well, concerns. Did. No, no, no. I don't think it's on Iceman's point. I just, I'm surprised that Maverick was so easily swayed to just be like, yeah, man. I love yeah. you, too. Uh, Cam, what did what did you think on your, uh, what did you think of your first viewing? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was all right. Uh, it wasn't as, I thought it was honestly going to be awful. Uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought, though. I thought it was going to be really bad. I, I I felt that too. I was kind of like, uh, is it gonna be? Is it gonna be one of those movies where everyone like beloved it, but it's pretty bad? Yeah. One of the things that stood out to me was how fucking creepy uh, Maverick is in the beginning of the movie, where he's trying to seduce what's her face Charlie and follows her. Follows her into the restroom. Has that whole sing along with the entire pilots to her, like in a bar. Um, is cons like yeah, like you said, follows her into the restroom. I think the sing along is like fine. I mean, it's that, just was like wor- that was yeah. the worst. That was yeah. That was my low. That was my low point in the movie. That was awful. <laughs> like not that it was super creepy, but it was so I cringy. Think, I think the him following her into the bathroom and like yeah. trying to hit on her. Like, come on, man, don't don't do that. But I thought the singing thing, like, of ways. I've seen in movies where people try to like hit on someone. I think that's one of the like. I thought it was cringy ways. as fuck, and I could barely watch it. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so bad." Oh. <laughs> I just love when he looks at Goose and is like, "I think she's lost that love and feeling." <laughs> no, no, I no. hate when she loses. <laughs> um, I mean that in that part wasn't creepy, but following her into the bathroom was rough. Uh, have you tried this before? Twice. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like. You wanna you wanna do it right here on the tile? No, I was thinking the counter. Okay, and then like the other thing is like yeah. just like I cringe too at the writing for these women because the you know some male wrote this and was like yes a woman would totally love this she would be totally into it I'm gonna write this woman as if she's totally into all this stuff. It's like no I don't think I don't think that's a reasonable assumption. I, I do believe women are into Tom Cruise, though. Well, okay, maybe, but are they into Tom Cruise following them into the bathroom? I doubt it. Do you guys have uh, any any memorable scenes or quotes? Volleyball scene. I guess we already talked. We talked <laughs> about the volleyball scene, but this this movie, I feel like if there's so many good quotes, not maybe not like they're great quotes, but I feel like it's very quotable. Uh, I feel the need. The need for speed. Is that from this movie? 
Or is that referencing I don't know if it's else? referencing something else, but I, I always knew it from this movie. The, uh, that's right, I am dangerous, followed by Val Kilmer's really weird, like, bite <laughs> yeah. thing. I don't understand it, but classic. Val Kilmer's a weird dude, man. Uh, the, the you can be my wingman anytime bullshit, you can be mine. Classic. Uh, negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. I feel like I've definitely said that anytime someone asks me for something and I want to say no, I'll just say negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. I feel like negative Ghost Rider oh, is, is like a big one. That yeah, I was going to say, if you, just negative Ghost Rider, yeah. Yeah. Uh, talk to me, Goose. I had a boss that would say that all the time. That's like such a old like white guy. <laughs> just yeah. say. Talk to me, Goose. Just a reference Top Gun like that. I loved when they said, take me to bed or lose me forever. <laughs> Charlie says it, Goose's wife says it, and it's like so cringy. Goose, hey Goose, you big stud, take me to bed or lose me forever. I love how they just say that right in front of their like three-year-old son, who's definitely old enough to like repeat that at some point. Yep. Does this movie go on your Mount Rushmore of quote-unquote guy movies like testosterone laden movies not for me you don't think so i think i think it's on i think it's on mine just because i've i've seen it so many times and in my mind it's one of those yeah if you talk to most if you talk to most like any guy I feel like if you talk to any guy in their 40s or more they would tell you that they love this movie i guess am i doing it for me or am i just doing it in general like, I think like in a, general, like a generic guy movie one, I I guess I would say yeah. yeah yeah. I think it no, I think it's I think it's pretty up there because like I feel like if you're thinking like top guy movies, you're like Top Gun, Die Hard, um, man. I mean, honestly, it's kind of hard to think of some other ones. Uh, maybe like First Blood. Yeah, maybe Rambo makes sense. Terminator. Terminator. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Top ten movies I'd watch with straight guys? No, probably not that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, every white guy's top twenty-five movies of all time. <laughs> uh, Fight Club. Oh, Fight Club I, would I, definitely go on. I was gonna say probably oh, like Fight Club, Fight Club is one of the I other like, like Fight bro Club movies. Should probably be up there. It's not as I old. I think but... like The Matrix goes in there. Scarface. Yeah, Scarface, oh, Scarface for sure. Um, Dark Knight. What's so weird, though, is that, like, I, I don't Pulp put fiction. those movies in the same, like, they it feels so yeah. much different Ocean than Ocean's No. I mean, I th- I, li- no. I like that movie better than any of the ones we just mentioned, but... I kind of feel like it's, like, Die Hard, Top Gun, Braveheart, mm. and, like, Rocky Rocky, that's a one to put up there. I feel like... Yeah. Top Gun, Rocky... Die Hard, and then pick a different action movie. I I'd guess. say Scar. Maybe I'd Scarface. say Scarface. I feel like that's so long though. It's that like movie an that epic. every fucking know. that every fucking college kid has the poster on their wall. Yeah, looking at you. But they've Zach. never seen it. I didn't have it on my wall. Where'd you have it? Nowhere. He has it tattooed okay. on his ass. <laughs> well, I'll show you one day. Uh, I don't know guy movies. I feel like you know. 
think they're just action movies or something else. Well, it's to I think it's like I think it's it. like identifying with the lead role character. Like I feel like there's like an element of like, oh man, I wish I was like Tom Cruise and Top Gun, yeah, you know, or yeah. like I wish I was like John McClane or that guy. Rocky, you know, like those types of things. Wow, this guy's list on Letterbox is top romance movies. Top Gun isn't even on it. Wasn't even an honorable mention. That's stupid. It's, that's a that's bad. It, honorable mentions were Swingers, Point list? Break, The Goonies, Goodwill Hunting. But the list is I Love You Man, Superbad, Hot Fuzz, Clerks 2, Lord of the Rings, Wayne's World, 50-50, Harold and Kumar, Ferris Bueller, and Bad Boys 2. I feel like... I put Bad no Boys stock in his yeah, list. Yeah, I feel like Maverick and Goose, like their bromance, I feel like has to be up there. Like, it's, I don't is, know. Is I haven't seen some of those romance? movies. But... I think it Goat? might be the movie bromance. You're the only family i have goose that scene when they're sitting there in the hotel room and like goose is finally like serious with him where he's like look man i'm trying to provide for my wife and family it's like oh and then later on he dies and you're just like oh my god all he wanted to do is provide for his family even his wife is like i'd like to warn you against maverick but i like him too much or like the wife later is like yeah he did he wouldn't want to fly with anyone else but you like you, you were yeah. his dude. Yeah, he loved flying with you. I will say I was kind of surprised that Maverick and Goose weren't the top in the class. I feel like that's where it was gonna go. Like it was like, all right, they're just gonna work their way to the top. They had a couple hard hardships, and now they're gonna go. And then it was like, actually, Scrappy Underdog Goose is dead. Yeah, and Iceman won, and Maverick quit. But now he's back. In case you were wondering who the best is. Yeah, I've, you know, I feel like that's actually... I It does go against our expectation, but I feel like that's kind of a theme of some 80s movies, like this one and Rocky, right? Like, yeah. And those, neither of them, they win. I mean, I guess, like, <clears throat> in the end, they they win against the, the Migs or whatever, but, like, they don't win the competition in which, like, the movie sets up for them as, like, the goal, you know? Yeah. Like they kind of fall, sh- they both kind of f- fall short of that, but I think it shows that you can succeed even if you don't heat you meet even if you don't meet like the highest mark, you can still succeed. There are two goobs in the goob squad this week. Cam and I had never seen this film, so we'll give you some fresh ratings, and then Zach and Ben are going to give you a nostalgia rating, and then an updated one after seeing Top Gun for first time in maybe a while. It was all right. I thought. It was going to be awful, and it was fine. Uh, some of the, or I will say all of the uh, like fighter jet scenes uh, where they're doing the dog fighting, stuff looked really good. Um, you know, they obviously, it sounds like they had people actually up there flying the jets, um, which makes sense, but I thought that stuff was really good. Uh, a lot of it, though, is kind of, like the plot itself was kind of meh. The acting, of course, kind of meh, and it was just like, Overall, okay, I think. Um, it's obviously an iconic movie, um, but having watched it for the first time almost 40 years later, I don't know. It, it wasn't It wasn't amazing. Uh, I will say I, I would be open to seeing the sequel. I've heard great things about it uh, so far, but it comes out. At least at the time of recording, I think it comes out at the end of this week. Um, 
But anyway, I'm going to give this movie a 6 out of 10. I thought it was all right. I will echo that 6 out of 10. It's, uh, yeah, you know, whatever, man. Um, it tried to be funny at points. It was kind of stupid. Uh, like where he keeps buzzing the tower. I'm like, haha, yeah, this guy's going to get another cup of coffee. You crazy. <laughs> okay. So silly. But when he goes to storm out of the office and then walks into the guy and spills the coffee all over himself and yells, God damn it, a second time. Come on. That's pretty that good. That was funny. Little did he know there would be a third time. I feel like there's a lot of iconic parts of this movie. Him driving the motorcycle and like doing the fist as the plane's taking off in the background. Uh, you know, all the fucking danger zone. and uh, All the fucking danger zone. <laughs> all of uh, it. Some of, the, some of the dog fighting, um, the, the volleyball scene. It's a 6 out of 10. It's a fine movie. Is it going to blow you away? No. Are you going to be slightly impressed with the way they shot this? Because that's honestly the best part of the movie, in my, in my opinion. Like, it's impressive all this fighting, yeah, like the flying. I mean, I hadn't seen it, I, and I guess I enjoyed it enough to recommend it if somebody else hadn't seen it. Check it out. It's an hour and forty minutes, hour fifty minutes, and uh, honestly, it kind of flies by. Ah, see what you did there, but uh. This movie rests on cool dogfights. Cool dogfights aside, not a whole lot here. This movie's got a little bit of like, oh, that'd be really cool to be Maverick and like flying planes, but he, he's kind of a really a douchebag, you know? He's not he's not really nice to anybody or deserving of like all the second, third, fourth, fifth chances he gets. And the movie just kind of seems chopped and screwed in places, like... The volleyball scene is the the easiest example to point to, where it's like, why is this here? We don't need this few minutes at all. Um, my number one complaint with this movie has always been, I don't think Tom Cruise sells how upset he should have been that his best friend died, like, in his plane. I feel like it's, like, uh, 15 seconds later, and he's just shaving himself in the sink, and it his instructor's like, yeah, man, you got to get over it. All right, man, I'm on it. To be fair, I feel like that's... Whether you like it or not, I feel like that's kind of the mentality. Is like, people die in war, you know? And, like, that's not a good... I don't think that's good, but I feel like that's kind of the mentality of, like, he's dead, get past it. Like, it's kind of fucked, but... For sure. The issue is people are telling him that. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. There's a... There's a great quote from Mash. Uh, rule, there's there's two rules to war. Rule number one is young men die. Rule number two is doctors can't fix rule number one. Yeah, just got deep with Mash quotes, bitch. Mash <laughs> All of our boomer listeners are gonna fucking love it. I love you, Dad. Um, the 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 shots inside the cockpit. Um, they're really cool. The dog fights are really cool. I think this is one of those movies that like you should see. Don't expect a lot out of it, but see it for the references. See it for the the guyness. I guess is the way to put it. Um, it's just a cultural iconic movie that you should see, but it's not amazing. Five out of ten. Are you boys ready for the shock of your life? Ten out of ten. Greatest movie of all time. This movie is objectively meh. I'll say it. 
I fucking love that it. That is a shocking opinion, honestly. I fucking love it, but if I look at this movie objectively, it's okay. Um, it's fun. I think the nice thing about this movie that makes it something that I can just kind of turn on is the fact that it's so quick. It doesn't feel long at all. It doesn't really drag. And it's less than two hours. So you just kind of like, you start right away with the, the dogfight, and then you're like, as soon as the dogfight's over, they're getting sent to Top Gun. And it's like, okay, cool. We're not fucking with a bunch of weird backstory. We're going to kind of talk about the fact that Maverick's dad was also a fighter pilot, so he flies with a chip on his shoulder. We're not really going to bog down with a shit ton of backstory. We're just going to keep plowing through this thing. I think it's super quotable. Uh, it's a movie I love watching. I, I could watch this movie, just turn it on and go. I do think there's a lot of stuff like, again, probably not people our age because the movie is pretty old at this point. But like, there's a lot of quotes that you probably have heard that didn't at the time realize. And even now you just don't remember hearing it that way. But I'm sure was quoted from this movie. But if I'm taking off my rose colored glasses, it's okay. But I, I, I do still think it's just a fun movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Like I said, it's less than two hours. It's fun. It's it's pretty exciting too. I mean, the shots of the the dogfights in that are actually like they they keep you invested in the movie. It's not like a oh here's an aerial shot of a plane flying by and okay we're done. Um, it is pretty action heavy with that. But going into it, I had it between like a six and a seven. And if I'm giving it a an objective rating it's probably more like a six than a seven i'm excited to see what the sequel is going to be like um i've heard really good things considering that it's a sequel made almost 40 years later so it's kind of crazy to to see that they're just going to do a sequel rather than a reboot because that's kind of what hollywood does nowadays is just like oh this movie came out in 1986 let's make a reboot so is is uh, Maverick gonna be the like instructor he's, at Top Gun in the yeah, next one? Yeah, from what yeah, I he's understand, the he's the instructor, and Miles Teller plays Goose's son. That's correct. Yeah, who does not get along with? Who does not like Maverick because he blames him for his dad dying? Even That's, though, oh, it so was Val Kilmer is in it actually. Val Kilmer is, comes yeah. back, and they used AI. So to is John Hamm. His voice. Well, John Hamm's not back. He wasn't in the first one. No, I'm saying he is in the movie, though. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram at Cocktails and Classics Pod. Hit the Drizzly and Casker links below. Get yourself some vodka to make the aviator fuel. Share us with your friends and family. And as always, watch responsibly.